Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast. This is your host, Timmy Douglas, and the goal of this podcast is to create a community that inspires action, accountability, celebrates progress, and helps people make the right connections to take that next step towards their dreams and goals. If you're looking for any one-on-one coaching to pinpoint your purpose and start taking steps in that direction, make sure to contact me on my website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, or on social media. On that note, let's get into the show. All right, what up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Rosie Pova, who is a multi-published, award-winning children's author and kid lit writing coach. Rosie, how you doing? Um, great. Thank you, Timmy. Thanks for having me. Of course. No, thanks for hopping on the show. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself and what you like to do for fun, that'd be great. Yeah, well, uh, just like you introduced me, I'm a children's author and um, writing coach. So um, that's what I love doing. I love um, writing stories, publishing my books, and then also going to um, schools to to visit and and uh, interact with uh, the kids. Um, so, and then on the other hand, I also help uh, aspiring authors uh, reach their goals and dreams. Um, so that is what I do, uh, and it really gives me a great pleasure uh, doing that. So what I do for fun is read <laughs> and write, <laughs> because that's fun to me, too. Um, but yeah, I, I would, you know, I love watching um, funny movies, um, taking walks, going traveling, just things like that. Yeah, I love it. What is a funny movie, just off the top of your head? Oh, uh, well... 51st dates or <laughs> it's just wrong <laughs> it's just yeah i don't know <laughs> 51st dates that's there's with, so uh, many that's with adam sandler right yes yes well all of his movies and um you know just mostly comedies or action comedies that's that's what i like gotcha have you ever seen the like action comedies with like dwayne johnson and kevin hart yes yes i have <laughs> I love when they're in movies together, like the Jumanji movies. I think there were some where they were like CIA agents or something like that. Yes, yes. So, so much fun. Yeah, those are the ones that at the end of the day, just I just want to relax and, you know, um, unwind and just watch those movies and have a, a great time. Yeah, no, absolutely. So you actually go to schools and do you read your books to the kids? Do you... Uh, well, it's it's more than just reading. It's actually reading is a very small part of it. Um, what I do is I offer um, writing workshops, um, mostly like as an author, I share my journey to publication. I share inside um, info with the kids about, you know, uh, writing a story, how how a book is made, uh, what's involved, how, how we work with illustrators and editors and just the whole journey just to inspire them to uh, be more creative, to, you know, go after their goals and um, write and read more because it doesn't matter what they would, you know, decide to do uh, later on. Uh, reading and writing is still important in every area of, of their lives so um that's yeah pretty much yeah, it absolutely and when you're going to schools are you going primarily primarily to elementary schools are you doing high schools middle schools Yes, primarily elementary schools, because I write for that age group. I have several picture books and one middle grade novel. So my workshops are geared toward um, the elementary grade um, level students. And um, 
Yeah. And they're amazing. The kids are just wonderful. I can see, you know, the light in their eyes and how um, excited they are to meet me and have tons of questions for me. Always, always so <laughs> creative and so fun. <laughs> yeah, I love it. And so a writing workshop, do you have to like really break it down into simplicity? Because I know writing can get complicated. You can have complicated terms. But I guess when you're presenting to elementary school kids, you kind of have to break it down into more simplistic terms. Is that right? Yes, yes, absolutely. And it, it's all tied to the curriculum. So um, it's actually reinforcing whatever they are already learning about writing and, um, you know, revising and research and all of those things. So yes, it's definitely um, in their level, but um, with some extra, you know, info as um, the life of a writer and uh, just giving them tips um, on how to make their stories better, what's involved in storytelling um, and just having fun because they're all engaging and you have to be, you know, it's not like a like a class <laughs> lesson, um, but it's more engaging that way. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love that. And so to schedule these workshops, are you just cold calling schools are you working with districts? Like, how does that work? All of the above. <laughs> I could be mailing some materials to the librarians. I could be meeting them at conferences um, or, uh, you know, working with the district. Um, they, the different districts have different requirements. So, um, you know, it depends on how sometimes the PTA is involved. So they are in charge of um, booking the author and everything. So in that case, I would be reaching out to um, to the PTA. But um, yeah, all of the above, <laughs> all the ways I can connect with librarians is, is a good way. <laughs> gotcha. Well, there we go. Now we're going to jump in, into your motivation. So what really gets you up and keeps you going every day? Well, that passion that I have because I really enjoy what I'm doing. It's um, I can't wait to get started. I, it doesn't feel like any job that I'm going to or any, um, you know, thing that I want to avoid doing. Um, it's just the opposite. It, it's um, it's a lot of fun for me. That's that's what I love doing. So um, I would do it regardless, and I've done it for so many years. It's just, yeah, like I said, that passion, that um, fulfillment that I um, have from both the writing um, process and then, you know, sharing my stories with with my audience um, and, and helping other writers. There we go. There we go. And do you only help aspiring children writers? Do you also work with adult writers? Um, as of now with children's right, because that is what I, what I write. Um, and that's what I have experience in, um, even though I've been published as an adult, um, poet as well, but, um, I have a soft spot for, um, particularly picture books. So that is what, um, I love doing the most. There we go. And now we are going to jump into your dreams and goals. So tell us about mm -hmm. your vision for your company and just your life. Yeah, so um, career-wise, um, yeah, that two-part dream, you know, um, inspiring millions of kids, that would be amazing through both, you know, through my characters and my stories and through the um, school visits that I do. Um, and then on the other hand, uh, helping those other writers who are just beginning their journey or maybe like on their way to becoming published authors, but um, they still haven't, um, you know, been published and just to help them as much as I can, because throughout the years, I've learned um, so many 
you know, um, things through making mistakes and, um, and whatever I've learned and, and, and whatever has helped me, I'm sure it can help someone else. And so that is what I uh, like sharing as far as my personal life. Yeah. Being a great mom, traveling and just being, you know, having the best life possible. Yeah. I love that. Um, how many kids do you have? Three. <laughs> epic. Epic. Are they going to write children's books? as well or <laughs> not very likely but one of them <laughs> might be um i don't know yet <laughs> we'll see whatever they decide to do is, is fine yeah i love it i love it and where are like top three places on your travel list that you want to go that i haven't been yet have not been yet. i have yeah okay because i have places i want to go back to but um places that haven't been okay maybe japan um um let me see um dubai Afri yes 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 you got it <laughs> that that is that is one yes thank you and um africa so gotcha okay there we go there we go do you have any trips planned there or are they just kind of like waiting to be planned not yet <laughs> i am like I'm going to get up to Dubai. Like that is a promise to myself. I think that place is so cool. The architecture is awesome. So I will go up there. Exactly. That's been on my list for the longest time. So um, yeah, hopefully in the near future. There we go. There we go. Well, awesome. If there were one or two people that you could meet right now, and this could be a specific person or a type of person, and they'd really help mm -hmm. you take the next step towards inspiring millions of kids with your books and helping other children writers become published authors, who would this person be and how would they help you accomplish these things? Yeah, so you said one or two, so I'm going to go with two because <laughs> there's so many, but um, um, well, Tony Robbins, that that would be one person, very inspiring. Uh, his, his coaching is just out of this world. So uh, definitely um, would be helpful to me. Um, and then maybe Jack Canfield. Um, I've been following him and his teachings and reading his books. Um, but I'm sure that, you know, in-person coaching would be a different experience. So, um, and he's uh, himself a, a writer and a coach and, and all of those things. So um, I have definitely so much that I can learn from Jack. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard of Jack Canfield, but here he is, motivational speaker, American writer. Yes, yes, the the co-author of the chicken of um chicken soup for the soul um series. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm -hmm. Awesome, I love it. And just curious for children's books, do you typically have to have a lesson or a moral in the story, or can you write one that's just for like funsies? No, not not really. Um, it's actually the opposite. You have to avoid being, you know, preachy and didactic and just, uh, you know, talking down to kids. Um, just tell a good story. And if they happen to have, you know, a great takeaway, uh, that's wonderful. But um, today's market is for like multi-layered stories. So they definitely have more than one thing that they can offer, but um, they will uh, you know, before anything else, that would have to be um, entertaining to kids. And um, so kids can relate to them and, and want to read them over and over, especially with uh, 
picture books, you know, they're so short. Um, they have lots of pictures so that both of the pictures and text have to work together. And parents would have to be willing to read them over and over. So <laughs> yeah, um, and if kids sense, you know, that they're being thought of like a lesson or moral, um, they would not want to go back to that. But there's definitely just those books that are hilarious and quirky and, and humorous and have nothing <laughs> Uh, to you know just just you read them for fun and you can laugh out loud many times over but um yeah i gotcha i gotcha hmm i was gonna ask something but my mind just blanked oh that's annoying <laughs> <laughs> oh well moving on moving on okay. name the most important one or two things that everyday people can do to really help you accomplish your dreams and goals so you meet sally at the grocery store and sally's like rosie how can I help you out? What would you tell her? Absolutely. Yes. Well, I have several things Sally can do for me. Um, and uh, most of them are free and easy to do. So if Sally could not be able to buy my book and share it with uh, with the kids and, and her life, you know, maybe she could um, borrow my books from the library because that's really important um, or request them if the library doesn't carry your book. It's really important for authors to have their books in libraries um, because that's how they, um, you know, um, gain fans. And so it, it really doesn't cost anything to request a book from your local library and check it out so that it, it's in circulation. The other thing is, um, but maybe, you know, uh, gift it to a teacher, elementary school teacher or librarian, just to enrich their um, classroom library. Um, you know, how school budgets are and everybody is struggling in that direction. But um, but it's always helpful if you are willing to gift a book to a teacher. Um, and another simple thing is just leave a review for the author on Amazon or Goodreads, um, because that is very, very helpful. It's so important for a book to have over 50 reviews so that is visible um, in the algorithm. And so that it takes a minute and just a few nice words and there you go. <laughs> awesome. Love it. I remembered my question. Uh -huh. <laughs> so I personally will be like, kind of just going through my life. I enjoy the things I enjoy, but then I get really confused when people are doing stuff that I'm just like, how can anybody enjoy that? Like, how's that fun to anybody? Likewise, when you're writing children's books, you have mm -hmm. to relate to something a child would enjoy. So how do you shift that mindset to kind of think about what a child would enjoy reading as you're writing your books? Yes. Well, um, like I mentioned before, um, I'm a mom of three. So just raising my kids and, and going through all the phases and, um, you know, interacting with their friends. I just um, I've been through <laughs> all of these experiences and let alone, you know, I've been a kid, too. So I can still remember uh, what it was being a child and uh, what I liked and didn't like and and all of these things. So you can definitely uh, draw from those personal experiences um, and then, you know, the the lives of the kids around you. Um, and also reading, reading a lot of uh, a lot of books that are uh, already out there on the market, recently published, so that you stay current and you know what's out there, what the stories are about, how the market is changing, um, what kids are responding to, you know, with all the electronics and everything. Uh, books are definitely changing, um, and storytelling is not 
um, at all the same as it used to be like 50, 60, you know, or 100 years ago. So um, so you have to stay current and reading is, is an excellent way of doing that. I love it. I um I remember reading some children's books, but I'm not at all up to date with some of the most recent ones. What are some of the, like the nowadays children's books that are like kind of all the kids are going to be talking about them? Like they'll know them when they're 20 years old. Oh, wow. Ah, uh, well, so many books like kids went crazy over, um, you know, um, Dragon's Love tacos and the days the crayons quit and uh so many books like um it is just too many to list but you can i would encourage parents to go to the library and well my library one of my libraries used to have like um the shelves just for the new releases um and so that's a great way to grab those new uh books and also support you know um less famous authors because not all the books make it to the big you know bestsellers list and all of that but it is important that um people are aware of um you know other authors not just the big names and support them as well um even though they might be published by our smaller houses um the books are still great and still deserve attention and to be in the hands of kids so i would encourage parents to go beyond the what's already you know super popular and um expose their kids to other books as well yeah yeah there we go i love it and now we're going to jump into our thriving three and our first question is what is your favorite book movie or podcast pick one Oh, uh, whew, you, that's hard. <laughs> okay, well, let's go with book. <laughs> All right. And if you're asking me about like, um, not the children book, um, I love reading self-help and business books. So I would again mention one of them because there are too many to list, but um, I would mention Jack Canfield's again. Um, this this time um, his book is called um, The Success Principles. So um, it is for everyone, you know, just not just writers, just for everyone wanting to have a growth mindset and, and um, going after their goals. Love it. And what is one way you like to take care of yourself? Oh, just one way. <laughs> <laughs> I like many ways, but uh, okay. Uh, well, like I said, I would watch a funny movie, like at the end of the day that just to recharge and just, um, you know. Uh, maybe have a glass of wine, but I could have a massage or a pedicure or just, you know, um, go shopping with my daughter. It's just so many things. <laughs> yeah, love it. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet and work with Tony Robbins or Jack Canfield? Oh, <laughs> well, I follow them. <laughs> For one, you know, I um, watch their um YouTube videos, um, posts, uh, stay current with, with Jack's material. I'm subscribed. So um, always, always learning uh, from the ones who uh, had great success. Um, and the other is just implementing what I've learned because, and I, as, as I teach my uh, clients and my students, you know, just knowing something is not enough. You have to apply it and implement uh, whatever you've learned and that's how you get results. Otherwise it was just, you know, take you nowhere but um so try to implement um every day um 
one of the things is, yeah, trying to connect with as many librarians as I can uh, so that I can uh, visit those schools and meet the kids and um, interact and, you know, um, inspire them in, in so many ways. So that is an action step that I take every day, pretty much. <laughs> I love it. And now we're going to jump into our final series of questions. Now, I did not send these questions beforehand. So if you don't want to answer them, no sweat. Just be like, pass. I don't want to answer that question. And we will move okay. right on. <laughs> cool. So the first question is, what is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life? Oh, again, well, I am no immune to limiting beliefs, trust me. So um, I have to work <laughs> through those um, just pretty much as everyone else, I'm, I'm guessing, but um, that I don't have what it takes, like that I'm not, you know, the best at this or um, it's just so many things. It's just the imposter syndrome that I'm not advanced enough or um yeah, pretty much don't have what it takes, but then I have to, I have to remind myself that it's a process and, um, I can still do what I do. <laughs> it doesn't have to stop me. I love it. I love it. And again, you can cut me off at any time. I'm just going to ask a follow-up question. You're scaring me with this. <laughs> <laughs> How difficult are these questions? <laughs> so here, here's the thing. I, um, Typically, the questions were not as personal, but I recently made them more personal. They used to be just about oh. some abstract kind of philosophy things. And so uh -huh. I didn't send them beforehand because I just wanted some kind of off the top answers. I didn't want people Googling. But uh, so the first time I asked somebody these questions was literally an hour ago when I was recording another podcast. <laughs> oh, lucky me. So you just put me on the spot like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you're the second person. So I don't really know how guests are going to feel about not getting these questions beforehand. So that's why I keep giving the disclaimer. Okay, go for it. I'm... Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I'll do my best. <laughs> the, the limiting belief you talked about was I don't have what it takes, the imposter syndrome syndrome. And where do you think it comes from for you personally? Oh, uh, just, well, all of our things as <laughs> for, from everything I've read come from our childhood, you know, up to the age of seven, you just believe what people tell you, the way they behave toward you and um, all the, uh, you know, things that didn't work out. And then you make your own conclusions and you just storage that. And then um, you form those beliefs, but um Okay, well, yeah, childhood probably just failing or being super introverted and shy and um, not having the support that I needed at the time. So and always, you know, observing that there's someone better, maybe or um, yeah, probably those things. It, it's really hard to pinpoint something. But oh, yeah, um, no, that was perfect. That was perfect. But yeah. And, okay, what actions do you think reinforce this limiting belief in your life? So it's popping up frequently. Do you think you have actions from day to day that are reinforcing it? Uh, the comparison monster, as they call it, you know, you see someone who's ahead of you, and then you try and you start comparing like your mind goes there. Oh, you know, I should have achieved that already. Or um, how come, you know, uh, there people are already doing that and I'm behind or 
things like that, but there's always going to be someone ahead of you. So it's really, um, and again, those, those self-help books and those mentors and coaches help a lot just to remind yourself to look back from, you know, what you've accomplished and where you are, compare yourself with yourself, you know, a few years back, just to get the motivation to see that you've come a long way, right? You've accomplished things that maybe at one point you thought were not possible, especially for me, you know, being an immigrant and um, English not being my first language, coming to this country as an adult and starting to build a life from scratch, pretty much, and starting a family and trying to, you know, adapt to the new country, new everything. And then, you know, trying to catch up with because I didn't go to school here. And so I thought, you know, people are already way ahead of me, <laughs> way, way, way ahead of me. And then I, and now I have to, you know, learn everything and then some, um, and the business is competitive. And then you try and if you go into that rabbit hole, it will keep on feeding your fears, you know, <laughs> but, um, but again, you have to, you have to find ways to overcome that and, um, and keep going. So that's what I'm trying to do. And that's where my focus is now. Um, to the things that I can control and I can do something about it and ask for help and receive help because that was one of another thing, you know, you don't ask for help, you know, figure it out on your own. <laughs> but now um, there's nothing wrong with asking for help and, and um, you know, having support. So that's what I try to do. I love it. That was a long answer to your question, but Hey, <laughs> at least I didn't say I pass, you know, <laughs> No, no, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And you actually answered the next question. It was going to be, what stories do you tell yourself to reinforce it? And that was the whole, um, I wasn't born in this country. I didn't go to school here. There are people ahead of me. Like those are some of the stories. Yeah. Last question yeah. on the limiting beliefs, and then we'll move on to more positive, fun things. Uh, what emotions do you think you feel every day that reinforce this belief? Oh, um, well, I try not to feel those emotions uh, for a long time and just, you know, um, switch back to where I'm focused on the positive mm-hmm. and focused on what I want rather than what I don't want, uh, because you would only attract more of that. Right. Um, but um, the thoughts, you know, that sometimes creep up or just. um, um some Yeah, similar, just. um you you were asking about the thoughts right uh, or actually it? the emotions that the thoughts oh, the emotions produce. right right the emotions like um yeah like disappointment maybe that you're not um as advanced as you were hoping to be maybe um sometimes it's like frustration that it's not coming fast enough or um what other emotion? Oh, like impatience, <laughs> definitely I feel impatience. That. I yeah. feel that one. <laughs> so yeah, uh, you can find all of these things, um, but um, but it's important to to really not um, give them that much time. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. If you're a fan of Tony Robbins, he always says like, or maybe it's not Tony. It's either Tony or Eric Thomas who's like, feel mm-hmm. it for like 60 seconds. Feel it for like, give yourself two minutes. 
five minutes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Make a decision to to live in a in a beautiful state is what Tony Robbins say. So yeah. Um when you catch those, like, do I want to stay with this? Is it helping me? Not really. So uh try to switch. Love it. Well, now we are going to reframe that limiting belief into an abundant belief. And so the limiting belief was, I don't have what it takes. What would be the abundant version of that? And what actions would you take if you had that core belief? Oh, that um, that I'm good enough um, and I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Um, and I'm doing and there's no failing. There's learning and there's progress always. Um, and I would be bolder in my actions and which I try to be now, uh, would be more, um, positive and, uh, focused on the best case scenario instead of the worst case scenario. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah. And I would just take action from that place of alignment and of confidence and of knowing that it is happening and it's always working out for me. Um, and I am exactly who I need to be because, you know, there's one me and um, I have my unique um, skills and, and way of helping others. I love it. Well, awesome. We got one last question for you. So for this question, I'm just going to give you the pretext first. So there's a common saying. And that saying is that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. Well, I recently had Dr. Alan Leica on the podcast. He was a guest on the show. And he said that you can make a horse drink and you you do it by salting the horse's oats. Now. <laughs> okay. That is smart. Okay. I get it. <laughs> nice. I know. So cool. So cool. Now, I want you to think of a person who has a really fixed mindset. They're not willing to accept help. And they're not willing to accept change. How can we, you and I, create an environment to salt their oats and help them change their life? By leading, uh, leading by example, um, just staying in that positive state and demonstrating that um, if we put our minds to something, it's it's gonna happen. It's gonna uh, we're gonna see progress and results, and um, we can um, even you know in the journey uh, we can feel joy and fulfillment, so that um, we enjoy it all. You know, not just the the end result, but but the journey to that destination. And it, it never ends. There's always the next thing and the next thing, and that is natural. But just you know, giving that example of being positive and cheerful and enjoying it, um, I think that would uh, be contagious to that person. <laughs> and uh, maybe they would want to try it, you know, hey, you know, these people are doing great. So <laughs> can I try some of your stuff? Yeah. You know, no, I absolutely. think that would help. I love that. Do you? I think yeah. that is, I think that's a perfect answer. I think um, there's this poem by Marianne Williamson. And it's, uh, I forget what it's called, but it starts out like our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. And then it goes on. Yeah. You know, I it? just read that the other day. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then she goes on to say, um, like we, by letting our own light shine, we give others permission to do the same. 
And so absolutely. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's exactly what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's a perfect answer. Well, awesome. Rosie, that is all we have for you. Is there anything else you want to chat about before we sign off? Um, I'm just grateful to be here and I wanted to encourage um, all listeners and viewers to um, just check out my books and um, support them in any way they can. Like I said, you know, a, a simple review is just means a lot and we appreciate those. And if there happen to be any um, librarians or teachers in the audience, I uh, would love to connect and possibly uh, visit your school and inspire your students. And if you are a writer, uh, reach out to see if we may be um, a match to work together. Um, I do have a retreat coming up in person um, and it's a writer's retreat in Dallas. So I would invite people to check it out as well. But thank you so much for this interview. <laughs> of course, of course. Thanks for coming on the show. And you guys heard her. If you liked who she was, liked what she had to say, make sure to check out her books, buy it, rate it on Amazon and Goodreads, send it to an elementary school teacher, order it at the library, whatever you have to do. Um, all the links to do so will be down in the show notes. As we always ask, go ahead and shoot this podcast over to one to three people you know need to hear this message. Go ahead and give us a five-star review on iTunes if you liked the show. And on that note, we're out. Guys, thanks for listening. Make sure to reach out to our guests and help them accomplish their dreams and goals if you resonated with them. If you're looking for any intentional masterminds or one-on-one -on -one coaching to accomplish your dreams and goals, make sure to check out the website, workwithtimmydouglas.com, and contact me either there or on social media. That's all I got. Have a blessed day.